What's up, everyone? Welcome to the episode of In These Current Times. I am a friendly bold host, the Juggernauts. Let's jump right in. Um, today will be my overview of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale, episode finale. That was episode six. So I'm just basically gonna just go through the major scenes and points in the show. Uh, talk about the show generally, uh, what I felt about the show from the beginning, from the onset, and uh, my pro- like the strongest points, my weakest points, and things I like and things things I don't like as well. Just bear with me. Yeah. So um, wh- what I'm gonna do later is I watch Mortal Kombat over the weekend, and uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of mixed reviews. Um, I personally enjoyed it. I know it's heavily flawed, has a lot of issues. I'll tr- discuss on the episode, hopefully with Tom, and talk about some other things further down the line. So, um, for today's um, episode, let's talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. First thing first, this was my favorite episode. Um, it was a very strong episode though. I like a uh, very emotional ending, which was fitting. But uh, episode 4 is my favorite, the one with John Walker killing the Spallax Marshal. That entire episode was just intense and I loved it. So, we have the episode starts off from like the ending of the previous episode, the penultimate episode, which was the GRC being infiltrated by Flag Smashers. Uh, we see Sharon using that masking tech from Captain America Winter Soldier, which was actually a nice callback. Um, MC is notoriously you know, good for doing that. Um, she see that, see that she has come to the US. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised, like, I mean, considering the review, <laughs> which I'll get to in a second. Um, this, the, then we see that the, flux, the GRC um, heads are being kind of whisked away into you know, um, cars and vehicles for re- so that they can be redeployed somewhere else for their safety. Uh, of course, get these sounds, Captain America suit, which um, it's nice actually, it's really cool. Personally, I th- you know, it's actually comic accurate. In fact, I think it's not too comic accurate, it's just it's extremely comic accurate. With that being said, um, <clears throat> I feel like it doesn't have that extension that comic books have where, you know, since it's a drawing, uh, suits would always look fitted on the character. I, I felt it, it felt a bit too flashy on him, um, but it was still really fine suit, especially with the wings, with nearly upgraded wings. I like that. But it, it wasn't perfect for me. It really wasn't. Um, I, I really miss the kind of groundedness that the MCU puts to some of their suits, like little notes, like how the uh, Hawk, Hawkeye zone is kind of more militaristic, you know, Black Widow is also uh, kind of more like a spyware and things like that. I mean, like Vultures, so, I mean, even Baron Zemo, throwing a callback to his kind of flamboyant lifestyle in the comics, having him look more kind of ostentatious. So, the suit is actually really nice. Uh, like I said, I uh, love the, 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 the wings especially are really cool. I just think it was a bit too flashy for my taste. Um, Battle Comfort Sam, they have their kind of like a rematch from you know the pilot episode. Um, he, he just brought a lot of parallels. Sam did a lot of things that were parallel to what Captain what Steve Rogers would do, which was which kind of plays into the fact that the reason why he was the ideal candidate for Captain America, and that was a really nice um, thing. Uh, we see that uh, there's a really nice detail I also like as well of Bucky and um, Sharon walking through a metal detector. And Bucky's arm doesn't strip off the alarm, but of course Sharon does because she's obviously equipped armed. And that kind of throws back to the whole Wakanda um, Busan scene in Black Panther, where um, T'Challa, Nakia, and Okoye walk through metal detector and none of their equipment, uh, vibranium equipment are detected, which proves why vibranium is truly one of the most resourceful metals on the planet because he actually by all, all materials rather, he bypasses metal detectors. <clears throat> 
Um, you see Carly uses an associate to handbook your phone, which actually bites them in the ass later on. And I, lo I love that part, actually. It's like, kind of like a smart way to get the bad guy out. But I'll come back to that. Um, we see that GRC get, officials get lured into a truck and it's obviously sealed unknowingly by them, obviously by Flaxman Shaw, um, um kind of supporters. Uh, Sharon dispatches the flowers machine in a very horrible. Seriously, I mean, Sharon just <laughs> just doing some really savage things. I uh, will see she usually basically like an acid bomb to melt the guy, which was just vicious. Um, then we have really our first major like set piece, action set piece with the helicopter scene where Sam kind of does a lot of slick maneuvers. It's so cool to see him using the shield and his wings in tandem. Um, see how he takes out the, the kind of um, pilot, the, the flag pressure pilot that's trying to abduct the GRC officials. Uh, very nice when he throws the shield to break the door and he just dives bombs in. Oh, and I can I miss how he saves the pilot, the like police helicopter. That was really, really good scene. He takes, he saves the guys, but then the helicopter comes careening towards the bridge. And then Sam basically sh kind of shoves his wings to the ground and uses the shield and forms a dome like a phalanx. And that was a really cool scene. And then we, uh, <clears throat> we see, um, yeah, I was just something about Carly. I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, but I think they didn't do a good job of making us empathize with her. Because she was always at the extreme of both. You know, she's brought something kind of understandable and then she does something really really kind of vicious and out of left field and you're kind of conflicted because the truth is i didn't really care about the flag smashers for the flag smashers actually i really didn't care which is sad because according to reports the original storyline for them was that there was a plague going around and then they were the ones actually providing treatment which would have made them more empathetic but i guess because of the covid situation that happened in real life maybe they felt it was too close to home although i don't think it matters because after all you know art imitates life and life imitates art but yeah, we see her, you know, literally talking about killing the civilian and the hostages, which kind of throws their whole plan into the wrench. I mean, I get her trying to show out to being unhinged, but I think they did a better job with John Walker, who I'm going to get to in a second. Um, yeah, we see how, and obviously, some suit has to be made of vibranium at this point. I mean, because the wings absorb a lot of shock and even the weight kind of tears to the ground and stuff like that is really cool. Uh, we see that Carly gets intercepted by Bucky. <clears throat> Carly, Carly and her crew, basically. She sets the truck on fire to distract Bucky. Again, you know, it's just weird because how am I interpreted it? I just don't even know what her mission is anymore. Um, then John Walker enters a fight. I one of I love his scene. Carly has her name. Uh, we see him with this shield, his, <laughs> his makeshift trash bin lead shield that gets wrecked in seconds, obviously. I like this little scene where the shield falls down flat and it doesn't obviously come back to him like Captain America should would, and he's kind of a little disappointed. Um, yeah, and John Walker, a quick side note to John Walker. I don't know, he was one of the most hated characters in the show, which I, I kind of get it, but personally, I think he's actually one of the best. His arc was really good. Um, he was he was doing what a perfect soldier is built to do, and I love the fact that he's just a victim—not a victim per se—but he's a product of circumstances and kind of the environment. You know, he's specially bred, three medals of honors. You know, he's meant to be on the war front, but then you bring him into more of this kind of civilian role, and he obviously can't fit in. And apart from that, also the fact that these are huge shoes to fill, and this is things we see in real life. You know, um, a, a certain great man that has walked a path passes on or whatnot and there's someone has to fill the shoe and it's, it's just an incredibly excruciatingly difficult job because you're always going to get compared to the person yeah uh 
yeah we see john have a nice redemption arc that was a really good scene where karok off um he drives a truck off scaffolds trying to kind of wreck it and we see him kind of conflicted between either chasing after carly to enact revenge or saving the truck and i love the fact that you know him being a soldier understands that the importance of civilian lives he actually goes to save the truck uh, we see some of the flags trying to fight him off sam joins in and uses his <laughs> two red wings this time around to um save the truck pushes it up and i love how bucket smiles because it's like seeing sam in the suit was really cool and you see civilians really applauding sam and i love when the guy goes like is it black falcon now is it black captain america i guess like no just captain america those are, those are really good scenes um yeah then we run to the battle comes in and throw some smoke bombs to kind of distract and get the flag monster to escape and they chase them through like a dilapidated building now it, it, it revealed that to be honest i think everyone saw coming seriously i think it wasn't really a shocker the fact that Shaman is a power broker. Now, this was the weakest part of the show for me personally. I feel like we didn't see enough of Sharon to understand why she stepped into such a villainous role. You know, I get it. She was ostracized by the government, you know, and thrown aside. But like, it's such a huge going from kind of working with Steve Rogers to being a being a criminal kingpin or queenpin rather. It's such a huge jump. So that was really bizarre. And from what I understand, I don't think Sharon... I think Sharon... I feel like the power broker was more of a mantle. Because Zemo seems to have known who the Sharon broker was. Let's say the previous one. I feel like Sharon killed him or her, whatever that person was to take over their position. So, I'm still a weak reveal. I, I really hope they can flesh her out more. Let's understand why she became a power broker. Because it's really weird. Last time we literally see her, see her is doing something good. Doing something... Well, you know, something justifiable. And then she's just kind of this opposite. And I, th- I feel like you're just trying to stick more to the character in the comics because she has had some kind of villainous roles in the comics due to certain circumstances. But I feel like we could have led us into it more easily. And yeah, like I said. Then we have, uh, oh, I love the power where um, Sam and Carly are fighting. And Sam says he won't fight, but kind of reminded me of Steve Rogers and, you know, Winter Soldier in in Captain America 2 and where she's like stay down and he gets up and says no which was kind of his own version of um, I can't do this all these those are nice th- throwbacks um, yeah talking about Bucky and the flag smasher's phone I love the fact that it just makes I think that was the logical thing in the entire episode the phone that Carly he used to talk to Carly just basically goes through the app and <laughs> he used to track the smart flag I, mean, I feel like that's something that literally I mean I would probably even do you know and, and that was a very smart scene and a very good attention to detail there um, Sharon kills Carly, shoots her, obviously to cover her own, to save her own butt, um, kind of hide the fact that she's a shadow broker. I didn't feel anything for Carly at all. Seriously, I, I just didn't care at this point. And nothing against the actress actually portraying her. I think Kellerman does a pretty good job for whatever role she's giving, but I just feel like the rewrite of the script significantly affected the impact or the empathy of women to have for the flag smashers. Uh, we see that uh, I love where. <laughs> Someone calls him Captain Falcon. I'm trying to think of which name you should go by now. That was funny. Nice reference. Um, we see that um, the flag machine have been, have been kind of cutted off to the raft, but then <laughs> the truck inexplicably explodes, and we see Zemo's butler, aka <laughs> Zemo's Alfred, to have been the perpetrator behind it all. Uh, we call through Zemo in his own in his own prison cell in the raft, smiling. Still reading the available, by the way, which really shows why the kind of aggressive and pragmatically ruthless means of thinking as Zemo employs. So that was actually very 
got a nice juxtaposition to see because Zimu is Zimu. No matter which journey has gone through with both Bucky and Sam, he's gonna remain true to his character. Um then oh yeah, it was really nice scene. We we have Allegra then Fontaine, I can't see our full name, played by Julia Lewis Rivers. You know, very nice to see on the screen again. But it was really nice to see um her kind of introducing John Walker as US officially the US agents. And like I really love the fact that US agents money can make sense you know it's not just a call throwback to the comics it just makes sense that he's a u.s agent now he's like for the u.s you know just meant to be like oh you are no more captain america you're this new brand new character that is a u.s agent and of course you see the black and red um kind of outfit which i was really looking for and it really looks good to be honest it looks really good the decals are really good on it really happy to see what john walker is going to turn out to be um i still think they're going to lead to a turner boats role but was, let's just hope and see um bucky eventually opens up to yuri about killing his grandson or son uh i feel like this one could have been should have been longer seriously because it would have been a very poignant touching moment i think we're trying to wrap up the episode so fast i just brushed over it although you know it was really a good scene but i feel like she had been dragged on more to kind of understand when he asked why and he says i had no choice i feel like it could have fleshed that part out more but i still enjoy this scene sam meets back with Isaiah and his um grandson um, which was a very nice scene. You know, Isaiah has, has not kind of become a little bit of a believer. He, he sees that, you know, his pessimism has kind of dulled down a little bit. And Sam takes him and his grandson to the Captain America's um, museum and shows him the memorial for Isaac Bradley and the Black Super Soldier, which is very nice touch, very touching scene. Really, really powerful scene. Uh, and then the show ends and we see the, I love how you see Captain America Motor Soldier as the end title credit, as the end title card instead of the Falcon because, you know, he's not the Falcon. So it's just really funny because we basically had, <laughs> it's like saying we've had Captain America the Winter Soldier movie and Captain America Winter Soldier TV series. So that's, that's interesting. Oh, how could I skip this? Sam's speech at the end after Carly's death and we, we, nice shot of him bringing her down. I love the speech. Like I said, you know, um, I feel like shows have responsibility to tackle social political themes. Or just without being preaching, make it more relatable to us, the things that we can we are facing as humans. I just really like this thing because yeah, it might have felt a bit overburdened, but it just makes sense in being Captain America. That's the kind of beacon he is meant to be. So that was really good thing to see. Uh they would have a post-credit scene with Sharon again. And like I said, I don't even know what they're going to do with the character. She gets her full pardon and her old job. But we see her on the phone with someone planning her next move or move because she has so, so much access to American um, you know government parastatals and access to a lot of like um high class, high verified things, information. Um I don't really know what I'm gonna do with a character, but I'm curious to see it. Overall it was actually a very lovely episode. Like I said, not my best, but definitely a really entertaining one. Um the I don't know, uh, there's been rumors about Captain America 4 being planned. Personally, um, I feel like Steve Rogers' arc was beautifully round, rounded off. But if we're gonna do Captain America four with Sam as Captain America, I could I could definitely see that. I could see that happening. It kind of makes sense at this point, to be honest. <clears throat> so, uh, all we can do just wait and see what's gonna happen. This is gonna be a season two of Captain America of yo. Is it gonna if we're gonna do a season two of Falcon Winter Soldier? Will it now be called Captain America Winter Soldier? That'd be really confusing. I, man, I, I don't think they should just they should just do a movie just carry over his legacy uh, but that was it about it what do you guys think about the episode did you enjoy it uh what are the gripes you had with what are the things you loved the most about it let me know in the comment section and as always guys stay safe and stay tuned